Welcome to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning workshop whisperer podcast as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to titanium sponsor, Mechanic Desk and gold sponsor, Podium. Whispering Loudly is the workshop whisperer podcast. Hi, I'm producer Mel and I've had my coffee today, but it's, it's not really kicking in. It's hard, isn't it, sometimes? This winter cold weather. Yeah. You might be somewhere else in the world sitting there sweating, having that, you know, sweat go down the back of your neck or in those unpleasant places behind your knees or something, and you're going, what are you talking about? That's why we're not meant to talk about time of the day or weather on a podcast, Rach. Sorry about that. (laughs) Coming up next, we're going to get your questions in Workshop Whispers, where you guys write in and tell us about what's going on in your auto repair shop. And then Rach flies in as sort of like a fairy godmother with hubcaps as wings or something. Do you think that would be cool? Like some sort of mascot as you like that. I think that yeah, would be some kind of inspiring fierce phoenix thing that yeah. flies in. Yeah. I like it. Okay. <laughs> That's what we're doing next. Coming up next, Workshop Whispers. Learn tips and strategies from the comfort of your lounge room to make your auto repair shop hum in Workshop Whispers. It's a Workshop Whispers episode today with Rachel Evans and me, producer Mel. And we've got Whitney. Thank you so much for writing in, Whitney, from Southport in Western Australia. And she asks, I'm a new business owner who's purchased a business with an existing customer base and employees. As much as it's tempting for me to treat everyone exactly the same, I've noticed from your training there are certain things to be aware of to help your team be more productive. What can I do to help myself recognise how each individual employee works and learn most effectively? I think this is a great thing to be mindful of. Thanks for writing in, Whitney, especially when you take over a business and you've inherited some team members and maybe you're going to look to recruit a few new ones. Do you know what's really weird? How come every boss of every company, like I had this when the new boss of Nova comes in from whatever, England, like they just gut the place and put new people in. Mm. Why do bosses do that? I think... That some have their way of working and it's worked for them over and over again in the past and they think I'll move my people in and we'll implement this system we know works and and there you go. You don't have that luxury in the automotive aftermarket. There's a skills shortage. So, to go and gut the place without first seeing who you've got working for you and what aptitude they have and what skills they have and what they're performance ethics and everything alike. Not feasible. No, not. So I think the first thing to look at is we've got to have individualised reporting for numbers. So we do know what everyone's performance is and you can only do that if you're time clocking. So that's number one. And we we talk about that over and over uh, on Whispering Loudly, how important it is that you have that, that it's continuous so they're clocking in and out of uh, all things during the day, not just when they're doing a job. Toilet clock. Yeah. All all that stuff. Yep. And it's not a big brother thing. It's a we need to be accountable for every minute that we're here thing because otherwise we can't see where we're losing money, where we're not uh, charging labor. So that's the first thing. Then you've got to be mindful of things that will inhibit the workflow and are they things that you're responsible for? So is there a poor system for workflow in the first place? So we still using old written job cards or could we be using uh, tablets and uh, a digital solution? 
are there things in the way uh, of the work area that means that we've got to take extra steps in order to be able to complete the job? That might sound like that's being ridiculously picky, but you add it up over a day and, you know, we're talking it could be 15 minutes to half an hour of lost time just trying to find things or, you know, where you've I've got seen to work. my partner's a builder and he doesn't always put things back and he spends a lot of time walking around <laughs> looking, looking for, for a spanner, yeah. And his yeah. mate actually pointed his out. He's like, mate, you've got to use your toolboxes more. And he goes, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing you're also in control of, as the owner is the capacity. So if you're expecting your team to perform or you're looking to see how they're performing, be mindful if there's not actually the work being supplied to them that would allow them to achieve the target you want them to achieve. They're the things that you need to be mindful of when you go to investigate Well, how well is my team performing and how well are the individuals performing yeah. before you make any judgments Very about good. their performance. Don't just fire everyone. I know no. everyone does it. Paul Jackson, no, you didn't fire me. Mm. I don't mind you, Paul, actually, by the way. Hope Nova Sydney's going well. Want to find out how the Workshop Whisperer team can put your auto repair shop on the path to business success? Head to www.workshopwhisperer.com slash whispering loudly to claim your free workshop success session with the team. Damien is from Richmond in Victoria. Speaking of good coffee, oh my God, get me back to Melbourne. <laughs> hey, you like Melbourne too, don't I you? I do. Going there do in a couple like of weeks it? for a client dinner, actually. The, the people are nice, aren't they? They are. It's a mix between some great shopping, some great food, some great coffee and yeah. usually stay somewhere pretty nice too. Yeah. So, nice scenery. Nice vibe. Mm. Uh, he says, hey, Rachel, I've recently had problems with outside companies that I've been working closely with. My trust level is at an all-time low. Oh, that's never good. Mm. My accountant hasn't been responding and my supplier has been dishonest. Oh, he must feel better around that. What should I look for prior to working with an outside party to ensure the relationship is successful? Great question, Damien, and sorry to hear that uh, your accountant isn't responding because they're one of the key people on your workshop success team. So if your accountant doesn't have systems in place so that they can respond to your inquiry, you know, in good time, that indicates that their own business is a mess or they don't care. And either of those outcomes are not acceptable uh, for you. So good time to look at the financial result you've achieved over the time that you've been working with that accountant. Have you improved? How involved has the accountant been in the result that you've achieved? Are they just talking to you at tax time or, or quarterly BAS time or are they... That's only when I talk to my radio accountant, is it? <laughs> and I'll, I'll send, I have to nudge and like send them the group certificates. Like same as last year, I'm like, yep, great. <laughs> Anything else? What's going with the year this year? I should shut that down. Yeah. <laughs> So, so that's not normal. They should no, be checking in, especially no. for big workshops, right? Yeah. Well, that's right. And many can be fooled into thinking that someone that's a specialist in doing personal income tax returns is going to be enough to be your business accountant. And it's simply not true. You need a management accountant. We've spoken about that on the podcast before. And, you know, if you had a team member who wasn't responding to your questions for a significant amount of time, you wouldn't accept that. And after a while, you'd probably move them on, right? So you should think of your accountant in the same way. They're a team member and they've got a responsibility to perform 
And if they're not performing, then you need to move them on. And my advice is to interview three accountants. Obviously, I would include industry-specific accountants in that. So if you're not using an industry-specific accountant that has the majority of their clients being workshop owners, then uh, reach out to us here at the Workshop Whisperer and we'll provide you with a recommendation, whether you're in Australia or New Zealand. So handy. And, uh, And you can you know, interview a couple of accountants. So, you know, you should be asking them, what are we going to do together on a monthly basis? Because that's how often I recommend you talk to them. Okay, cool. That's good. You actually need to qualify your accountant. That's it. And Damien, where it comes to your supplier, well, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So, if you think your supplier was dishonest, they're probably aren't doing it for the first time so seek out an alternative will probably happen again that's right even if you do and there's most categories of parts suppliers or service suppliers uh, in the industry there's more than one if you're a capricorn member go to your purple pages and find uh, an alternate supplier or jump into our free facebook group your profitable auto repair shop and ask what other workshops are using in that particular category. So handy. If you want to have more handy tips, all you need to do is go into your search engine, wherever you listen to the podcast, and search Workshop Whispers, and you'll get more great tips from Rachel and some frivolity from me. See ya. Rate us five stars. Thanks for listening to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning Workshop Whisperer podcast, as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to titanium sponsor, Mechanic Desk, and gold sponsor, Podium. Want to find out how the Workshop Whisperer team can put your auto repair shop on the path to business success? Head to www.workshopwhisperer.com slash whisperingloudly to claim your free workshop success session with the team.